This podcast is brought to you by PodPro Australia. Welcome to the My Business Podcast, where we sit down with local businesses and we talk about who they are, where they come from, and what inspires them to be in business. Hello and welcome to the My Business Podcast. My name is Adam Bell and I am your host. Today I'm here with Alison Horn from Your Authentic Self. Welcome to the My Business Podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Adam. Fantastic. Exciting. No, love having you in here. You've got a very interesting story, Alison, where you've come from. Now, I'm just going to drop a, a, a few things here. So from being an adoptee, which is a very big part of your, your background, to then being a, a Domino's Pizza franchise owner and now a naturopath and a creatrix transformologist. Yep, that's the long word. <laughs> Tell me the story. Oh, where do you start? Uh, so, yes, it's been a journey. Obviously, since I was born, I was relinquished as a baby, um, adopted out. And people say to me, how long have you known you're adopted? And I've always known. Like, it's been part of my life and it was something that I considered to be normal. So you were, you were told yeah, early in yeah, your... I, okay, so it I wasn't... I can't even remember being told, so I've just been... Short, just always Always knew. knew. Always knew I was special. <laughs> that was how they got around it, I guess. Yep. So that's been part of my life journey and not something that I really dwelled on too much. Um, although it's really quite interesting in hindsight when you start talking to other adoptees and you hear thoughts that they have like when I was younger I remember thinking that maybe my mother was on Sesame Street. <laughs> it was little <laughs> fantasies you have um, as a child like it, it's apparently quite common. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yes, strange little things like that. But otherwise, uh, I grew up in a pretty loving family. Like there was no, my parents did divorce when I was three. Um, but my dad was a constant part of my life as well. He and mum um, had a good relationship, which I've always been really grateful for. Um, and we sort of moved town to town. Mum married a few times. But other than that, I had loving cousins. And Did you have brothers and sisters? Yeah, I had two two brothers. Um, and were they adopted as well? No, no. they were both my mother's um, sons. Um, a very long story. I won't go into it. <laughs> we could be here for hours. But um, one of my brothers, he was like 10 years older than me when I was adopted. So he was my big, um, my big bro that sort of looked after me. Um, mum had a pretty terrible journey with um, husbands, I guess, and a lot of tragedy in her life. And um, so I didn't sort of really grow up knowing very much about my eldest brother. He was literally married when I was adopted. So I was an auntie the day I was adopted. Wow. And um, <clears throat> yeah, so my, my family circumstances were, I was pretty loved. I knew that. I always knew that. And that's why it's it's really strange because as I've started to do healing around my adoption journey, I have family members that go, but you were always loved, Ali. Like, why would you question? Why, why would you even worry about it? Like, you were taken from a family that couldn't... Why is there an issue? Yeah, what, what's the issue? You know, and um, it wasn't until I actually had my first son that I really started to feel something's missing. You know, everyone kept commenting, oh, doesn't he look like his father's side of the family you're like hang on a minute there's another part of the picture so that's what really started my whole questioning who I was and so wanting came to know more quite later in life then. yeah yep and and that's not uncommon either it's okay. uh, it's really interesting so as, as a child 
throughout your whole childhood. No, really, no. no big questions popping up. No, bit of a rebel as a teenager. Had a few issues that I look back now and go, okay, that could answer a few things. But other, like nothing, you know, nothing seriously damaging. I wouldn't say, you know, like most people would look at trauma as being something that may be abuse or something that's happened earlier. Nothing that would stem that I would consider to be that I had gone through trauma. So, um, yeah, pretty, you know, showgirl and in Girl of the Million and Quest and quite up there all the time in in the community and doing a lot of things. I guess I look back now and I I really can recognise that um, who I was was someone that always had to be performing to a high level though. Like I really wanted to be accepted in the communities, um, accepted by everyone else. Um, yeah, so I was always trying to be an achiever and a happy and make others happy. And and you think that was a heightened thing because yeah, of the adoption? Yeah, now, I'm re- now that I'm unravelling and discovering a little bit more of the psychology behind trauma, oh yeah. And, and discussing that with other adoptees, I'm really starting to see. And that really is what kicked in probably when I hit 50. Okay. So what you're saying here is although you had a great childhood, yep. although everything was, you know, pretty much, let's say, yep. wonderful, yep. Um, a normal childhood, yep, normal. no different to someone who hasn't no, been adopted, there was an underlying trauma there that you didn't realise till later in life. Yep. And that's now giving you the inspiration to be doing what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's really done a complete circle for me to actually really recognise who I am and who I grew up being is two different things. Um, and I have found my my heritage. I've found my Well, that mother. was going to be a question at, at, yep. at some point. Yeah. Do, you, do you want to tell us a little yeah, bit about that? Yeah, sure. Um, so after I had my first son, that was obviously what stemmed things. And so I applied to Jigsaw to find information. A lot of things back then, this is back in the 90s, we're still, um, you had to make a lot of applications to be able to get identifying information. Um, I had a lot of records that my mum and dad had always kept for me, mum had, and, and they were very open to me finding um, my birth parents. So I was very, very lucky in that instance as well. And um, so, yeah, as soon as I actually connected, it was pretty quick, Yep. pretty quick connected with my birth mother. And um, she was literally on the bus and up and met her within a week so that was a, a really huge roller coaster journey. It was like, wow. I, I would have so many questions <coughs> around that. I but know. Maybe we could do a whole, we could do we another. We could probably do a yeah. no, no, yeah. another whole podcast yeah. Yeah. on yeah. that. So anyway, my journey has been, um, we had a relationship for about 10 years and then that relationship ended. So um, like I said, it, it could be a long journey here. And then um, about oh, six years ago now, I finally got the nerve up again to find my father. And so... Oh, yeah. so at the time you found your mother, <coughs> you hadn't that found was it. your father? No, okay. no, no. She had given me his name, which was good, but it was always just sitting there. And I, I, I knew the story and that was all I needed and I was happy enough with that. Um, and, yeah, so finally this journey came that I went, I needed to find the rest of the information. So I went out and found my father. So, yeah. It's and how did that go? Yeah, no, that's good. It's good. I um, am in contact with him still um, and... Yeah, it was a bit challenging. COVID came along and sort of put a stop to us getting to know each other more due to border restrictions and things. But, um, yeah, it's just so, so – I'll share a little bit of a funny – my my nephews, uh, Luke and Josh Packham, who have been on the block and Love Island, 
And it was really funny because as we're sitting there watching them on TV, we'd only just sort of found the family a year beforehand and I'm just like, how? Oh, they're blood family. Blood yep. family. They're my yep. sister's boys, so they're my nephews. And um, like we could just be sit- – like how – it just blows me away. You could be just sitting there watching TV and there's somebody on there and you have no idea that they are so close. Like my my children are their only real first cousins. They don't cousins. have any other cousins. and um, Incredible. Or any other auntie or uncles like that. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just weird how you can perceive and you just can't even imagine that there are these connections out there. And since, like, the whole ancestry DNA, I have found another cousin on my mother's side who was adopted as at birth, found him when I started trying to find my father. It was like, who's this connection over here? And he was adopted at birth as well. And then on my father's side, I think we found there four, four that don't know how they fit in the family, but we're all genetically connected and found that grand, our grandfather had had a son to someone else, so we're connected that way. You know, so things happen and it's just amazing the, the skeletons that come out of the closet with Ancestry DNA these days. It's just, yeah, it's pretty ex- Yeah, Sounds like exciting. there's an, some <laughs> incredible stories to explore oh, there, a, there is. another time. Yep, but yep. Look, let's move a little bit on, to, on to business. Yep. Um, tell me, you, you're, you're a qualified naturopath. Yes. That's what you're qualified in. That's yes. what you've studied. Yep. But you ended up a Domino's pizza franchisee. <laughs> Everyone goes, how does that work? How does that happen? I know. I thought to myself too, look, I graduated um, back in 2006 and had my own clinic in Chinchilla and um, worked that out of home and had a lot of fantastic support from the community. And I will say though, it's it's a huge learning journey when you're trying to piece together other people's health and healing for them and they do not see themselves of oh, being able to follow or understand everything. And I was so passionate and I just wanted to teach everyone everything about why. And and I was literally burning myself out. And um, I came to the realisation pretty quickly at that time that not everyone was ready for a healing journey. And also at that time, looking back now, um, I went through my own – that was literally when I – had a falling out with my birth mother and I look back now and I can go, ah, that's what, what triggered things. It was like I just went, well, stuff it and and sort of gave up and this business opportunity came along and the whole idea was to um, put some financial security. My hubby was a diesel fitter in the mining industry so and, and it crashed and boomed and everything was going on and um, we could see an opportunity for this business and we just thought it was as easy as put a manager in run it, our four kids could work there over the years, it would be a financial backing sure. and I could go ahead and do what I was doing from the passion of it, not from the purse strings side of things. Um, and it didn't really work out that way. Very quickly I realised that any business like that, you have to be involved. Like, And you I was, I had on. to. And I had to be hands-on and I t- it took me five years for me to even get to that point where I won Best Store in Australia New Zealand. Um that's how determined I was and I think now I look back and I it was like a whole I'll show you how good I am like it's you're continuously trying to prove yourself and we well, probably relate that <clears> back to what we were saying earlier yep um, this this need yep. to have to do that in yep. what whatever you do were you enjoying yep. what you were doing I did love it and I think that was part of my problem too is because sitting as an atropath on a computer all day just didn't meet my needs I would say and and being in the in the pizza world it's extremely chaotic and it's 
full on go. And I look at myself now, I'm identifying all my, like everyone is, I think at the moment with ADHD traits. And I, I do know that I went, that was, it suited me because it was very busy, very fast and you had structure and I had structure and I met that really, really well. And I could just follow systems. Whereas at home in the office, and I'm even struggling with that now, um, in front of a computer and just so many distractions, but nothing consistent, no structure. So I, I feel that at that time it, it met, it was like an adrenaline junkie for that. Um, yeah, I just loved the, the chaos of it and the physical and being busy. And, and I was working with, you know, I was still, I think the nurturing side of me was still there as a boss with all my staff, sure. all the kids, um, happy clients, you know, they loved our pizzas. Like we always, I always said, yeah, they were made with love. And people always have commented from all over Australia. They come and they go, what do you do differently here? And I, go, I used to just joke. I've, I've heard that a lot with food over the years. <clears throat> and you, you, you think about the old Italian nonna yep. and they do it with love and, yep. and their food tastes better. Yep. It's product, service and image. And you meet those three and put your heart into it. I remember us having a conversation when we, we first met and, and spoke about energy and mm. everything is energy and it you is. put love energy into food yep. and um, yep. obviously you did that to be yep. able to become the, the number one franchise in Australia. Yeah. So, so. how then, <laughs> back to naturopathy, yep. and then I want to talk about Creatrix Transformology. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so Creatrix was actually how I got back to naturopathy. Okay. Yeah, so it's a little bit of a, um, a key in the turning point because within the Domino's world we decided to have a go at getting another store because our goal was always to build up a business, sell it and move out of the little regional country town. And um, after being knocked out by floods and booms and busts, gas and all sorts of things, um, yeah, it just wasn't happening. We hadn't sold and we hadn't left and... Uh, so we looked at the opportunity to buy another one and that's how we moved to the Gold Coast. So we bought another store down here. And um, that was pretty much just before COVID happened and it was a financial struggle as well. And um, through that, that was when I really, I guess, I turned 50. So I had hormones flying around as well, menopausal symptoms, working, um, burnout, adrenal fatigue, the journey with adoption, finding my father. Uh, so a, lo a lot of a things. A lot going on. A lot going on. And, you know, my youngest teenage daughter being moved from a school of six, seven hundred to six or seven hundred in one grade, let alone in the whole school. So she was going through a lot of things. Um, I've got four kids, so they were all off on their own journeys. And I think life just hit me. It just really hit me. And I've always been a really positive person. And all of a sudden I couldn't be anymore. Like I was just behind the scenes, so I call it my mask of adoption, behind the scenes I was crashing really fast, everything, financially, relationship, health. It was just, yeah, and yet I'd have to turn up to work and just put on that face put on that face, and keep, keep pushing. And do you relate this to the circumstances of life at that point or, or are you still finding that, that link? I just hadn't, hadn't quite opened that door yet. I was just going, what the hell is going on? This is not me. I was, and it, it's really weird to sit here and think back to that and, and think how, how did I even get there and get a bit emotional because I really was just thinking the best way was to take me out of the equation. I was really just thought I can just solve this. I'm the problem here. I will just solve it and everyone else will be fine. You know, like, and 
to to speak to people and to get to that point where you feel that low and I think how the hell I could never relate to anyone being depressed before or not having positivity in their worlds and all of a sudden I was and I was like what the hell is going on and even my partner he and we were fighting so bad and I was so resentful um, just for being in this situation and um, I felt like I carried the weight of it all and for him to turn around and say, I think you need to see someone or do something. Like, this is not you. And that was when I, I stepped back and I went, but I know all these things from my naturopathic past. I know tapping. I know kinesiology. I know touch for health. I know there's so many things I could do to help me. Why can't I do it? So I, I actually did. I reached out and I um, started with a little bit of kinesiology. And it, it did. It's, everything stemmed back. There was that baby. Yep. There was that baby and I was blaming that baby for everything. And I, I could not cuddle her, I couldn't see her, I couldn't pick her up and give her love. And that was when I realised that everything stemmed back to just my relinquishment, like just that connection of not knowing who I was, not feeling safe in who I was, not feeling loved. And then it just came, all the unworthiness, unlovable, you're, you're not good enough, you're not smart enough, Abandoned. you can't do this. Oh, yeah, it's continual. And and I, what we identified is then that was when it was so weird the way things happened. Um, Creatrix just popped up. It's like they say these things pop up on Facebook or wherever it was. And the words in there that spoke to me was that it was about healing hearts. And the epigenetics, like I knew from a naturopathic background about epigenetics. It was all about how your environment can affect our genetics expression. So heavy metals, food, diet, nutrition, but we'd never really spoke of emotions. And it was like, to me, it just all went boom, boom. It just connected. And I was like, this is it. This is the missing piece that I was missing as a naturopath. Yep. This is the answer I've been this looking is, for. This was just, and it was so freaky the way things happened is my kids actually bought me a tattoo for my 50th birthday. And it was an intuitive tattoo. So you go and she does a reading and that's where the tattoo it has a message. Right. So that's that's my beautiful tattoo. Uh-huh. You can see. This is For those this watching, have a look there. This look, is looks it. Looks good. I don't know if you can I see like it. I like it. But um, what stood out to me is, is in the reading, when she gave me the reading, um, in the tattoo and in the reading it came this root, this heart, your root, heart chakra. The root was in the heart chakra. And my ancestors, the message that came through is your ancestors have sent you here to heal hearts and to be patient because you feel frustrated that you can't see how that could happen right now, but in the right time you need to trust that this is what you're here for. This is what, just be patient, you're here to heal hearts. And it was just so, this this all happened within a week. And then the creatrix came up and I was like, oh man, this is it. But financially I had... No way of even reaching out to do it. Like we were in a financial big mess. And um, <clears throat> we ended up selling a um, camper trailer that we had that we weren't using a lot. And I, I discussed this with my partner and it was a quite a big investment for me to follow the Creatrix journey. And it took me six months of, you know, saving and organising and doing things. And... Um, that's where Creatrix came from. And the thing is with Creatrix is you don't jump in and just do training and then work on people. Uh, you have to work on yourself. You have to really clear everything yourself because you cannot talk the talk unless you're walking the walk. 
And that's what I really loved. And I went, you know, this is about me. So I sort of jumped into it because I thought this is something I would love to do again in the future. But hey, I'm a Domino's franchisee. When am I going to do that? But I needed to heal me at that time. That was pretty much where I was in that place. Like just I need to, to get me through this. Yep. And within... But what, what a fabulous oh, opportunity though because yep. you knew you wanted to heal yourself but you also knew yep. that you wanted to be a healer of hearts yeah, and yeah. going on this journey would do both of those yep. things. Yep, and it, it, it just all made sense. So pretty quickly, like it was very challenging because I'm a very sceptical person. Like I, I still see things and I still sit back and observe and I was a little bit obviously – as we all know, the ego holds us back and um, from sometimes from self-healing because it wants to keep us in that safe space. And uh, so I was learning that. And as I went through, the biggest core thing I had to heal right from the beginning was to stop feeling responsible for everyone else, that everyone else's life, happiness was not my journey. They're on their own journey. You can come yeah. into it and help yeah. where you can, but you're not responsible no. for it. So th that, was a that was the biggest what I would call breakthrough moment for me to be able to step away and let go of dominoes. And in saying that, like I had to put one business into liquidation and um, and that was quite challenging in the beginning. You're thinking, oh, yeah, but that just means I'm a failure and, you you know, you all of these typical things. And after I had gone through my creatrix healing, like when I finally – because all along you're like, oh, yeah, but I can still keep this business. I'll keep one of them and, and I'll, I'll do this on the side – and every time you sort of think the universe would be like slap me in the side of the head and say, uh -uh, you've got to choose one or the other. You can't keep doing both. And it's it's quite challenging when you're the one that's facing all of these choices, decisions, and um, to really stand in, in your own truth when you don't know what that truth is. And take the leap of faith to then follow it. Yeah, especially when you, you haven't discovered that. Like, you've, like if anyone would have said to me, where do you want to go for a holiday? What's your favourite country? What's your favourite colour? I never really knew. I always said what I thought. Others wanted to hear. Others wanted to hear. It's It feels cliche saying that sometimes, but now that I'm journeying into the adoption journey, there's so many of us that are like that. Like you hear that and you just go, yeah. It's just, you just live behind this whole different image. So anyway, the journey was Creatrix opened up and within 12 months, once I finally broke through and got to that stage where I just went, no, this is about me. This is not about me fixing anyone else. This is not about me being there for anyone else. This is about me having to be there for me in my wholehearted and that is where your authentic self came from because I knew I had to step out from behind that mask in it, no matter what. And... In saying this, this journey has happened at a time when um, the world around us started to be extremely censored and and I have a voice and I have many things I've never s been able to step forward and say and especially in the health industry. So I, I really felt a lot of things happened within that time period of me healing because it, as I was healing and stepping into my own voice and my own authority, um, there was also challenges from everywhere else to, to shut me up yep. during that time. Like it, it, I, no, I understand. It, it. It's a real, yeah, like even from family, those I loved, those I grew up with who all of a sudden 
were telling me, no, you can't think, say, do, be. Like you, that's, mm -mm. And so I really went through this journey at, at a time when a lot of people, I guess, were, yeah, silenced and questioning things and you start to question. And, and even within the industry, within the franchise industry, being able to stand up as a business owner um, to represent all my staff, my team, my family, financially and with decisions. So it, it was really quite a challenging year. And I honestly just thank goodness for having Creatrix in my life because we can just reach out with other, um, as we call ourselves, sisters, to help get through those challenges. So, yeah, I feel a lot more um, stable in my voice and who I am and, and coming through that whole period. But, yeah, being able to step out of all of that business we've sold, the two businesses have gone, oh, we sold an investment unit that was also losing us money for many, many years thanks to cyclones. We've just finished selling our family home and that was the hardest because that was my only home that I'd ever had. 31 years we've had that house and we turned it from this little old box and renovated it and our whole family, like one of my sons was literally born there. Um, you know, to, to step away and let go of that was the next part of the journey. Like, And it's quite challenging to believe in yourself so much that you have actually have to make these decisions. Huge decisions. Keep life stepping decisions. forward. Oh, mm. it full-on life decisions. So that's where I am right now. And, and that's how I've come back to be a naturopath again. It's just obviously the health journey in the last three years has had triggered some of my internal voice. And I've, yeah, now don't, I'm not afraid to stand up and be who I am and know that I'll be the right person for the right people who need the support I can bring. So now you combine <laughs> the naturopathy and yep. the Creatrix program. Look, tell Tell me what is the Creatrix program and who who is it designed to okay. help? So Creatrix is um, a personal development method and it is designed only for females who have been born with a uterus. Let's put it that way. Well, one question was going to be, yep. can it help men? Yep. But yeah, obviously no, the answer to that is yep. a clear no. And the, the difference is that what we're discovering is the male brain and the female brain is actually different in the way it works. So most of all of the mindset... Um, Methods are very allocated along to the male brain. They're very linear. Uh, females have a lot more feelings. <laughs> Let's say we, we attach all of our um, memories to feelings and emotions. So the way Creatrix works is specifically designed to work with the female. And, and what I loved about it is it's not like some therapies take you back. You have to go back through the trauma to heal from the trauma. This is not like that. Um, a lot of other ones is somebody else, like even kinesiology. As a kinesiologist, like you're, you know, muscle testing to get the information. You are still part of that picture. So this is, you act as a facilitator, but the person is doing all of their own work, literally. Work and yeah. healing. So even, even with hypnosis, like you, you're, you're, you're under, like in a subliminal state. This one is working with the subconscious, but in a really safe, fun fast way like it, it changes your perspective on things it changes you are gathering your own wisdoms and what I love about it is it's not anything to do with our um, journey from birth to now it is people could actually and this is the epigenetics like they've proven that you can go back seven generations so just as much as we have our shaped nose that's come from somewhere in that line we have similar temperaments or emotional um, reactions 
due to something somebody else has experienced. So what we're dealing with and how we're reacting today may not just be because of our childhood or our experiences. It may be somebody else's. And it was really interesting as I started to uncover my adoption journey with with healing rejection and abandonment, I realised that my mother had gone through rejection and abandonment as well from her parents. You know, like because she was 19 and she was pregnant and unmarried. Do you think that had something to do with her wanting to get, wanting to adopt? Oh, for sure. Yeah, no. My grandfather was a ex-SS Gestapo German soldier. Okay. Okay, so let's say he was extremely, what would be the word I could use? I don't know the word. <laughs> oh, well, let's just go regimented. You just don't go home pregnant to a family. That's Yeah. So she was... My mother actually tried to commit suicide when she found out she was pregnant with me and ended up in the oh. hospital. Yeah. So that's that's the journey she the path she was on. And um and so yeah, so that was my grandfather. And then I found out that my grandmother so my, my grandfather and grandmother were both from the war and my grandmother was um Yugoslavian and so they were both on the run after the war. And they ended up in this barn together. And her family, she was the eldest of the family. And her, because she was older, her fiancé had died at war. So they sent her off. They literally told her to go with him. And she didn't love him, didn't want to be with him. He was quite a, not a happy character. <laughs> so I think, she, you know, so rejection, abandonment happened to her from her family as well. Wow. So... When you start understanding and unravelling that these sometimes are the patterns that come through and that's what epigenetics is about, breaking those cycles, breaking those patterns. Even for me, even though I've had my children, healing my rejection and abandonment energetically will help reshuffle the connections through them so that I can experience um, life better with, yeah, you know, like it, you know how the ripple, you throw a stone and it ripples. So the same with, with this. So we can heal the future generations, not just the ones that haven't been born yet, but even the ones that have been. So that's what I love about Creatrix. Fantastic. I could talk for hours, I know. No, you, you <laughs> could. Look, we are just about out of time. Yep. There's so much more. You brought oh, some books in yeah. here that I'd like to talk about. But look, I think you've opened up a can of worms. There's oh, yes. so much you could talk about. Yeah. And um, look, we may even develop that in uh, some yep. future episodes. Yep. But uh, look, finally, tell me how you combine natural. Naturopathy. I find yeah, struggle to word. say that that word. <laughs> Being a naturopath, yes. Um, and the the Creatrix program. Yeah. And who, in a nutshell, anyone out there listening should be reaching out to you yeah. to to come and get your help. So my my definite niche is that I want to talk to um, adoptees because I know how it feels, and I also know that you have to actually heal a certain amount of the pain in the heart to feel worthy to want to be healthy and that's all connected. Like our emotion, body, it's all connected. So um, what I love in my path as a naturopath is not everyone can have Creatrix but there's still a lot of other modalities we can use to help heal the emotions so to get them at the place. Creatrix is really designed for those who've already gone through personal development in some ways but it never works or nothing sticks. It's really for those people who are at that stage of like, I, I can't handle it anymore, I want to change. Like they really have to be ready to change and make that change happen because it's no point healing internally and then going about life the same way. It will move things. So it's sort of like a stage four, we call it, with people who are really ready to to flip the switch. Um, 
But with my naturopathy, I use epigenetics in all levels, even with um, pathology testing and looking at nutrigenomics and how each person is a little bit different. So that's what I, I feel like I'm a little bit of a super sleuth. Like I like jigsaw puzzles. I like digging deep and finding more of the root cause. And sometimes that root cause it can't be ignored that it will be emotionally based as well. And as naturopaths, that's not something we were really trained a lot in. We did counselling, but you didn't sort of go deeper into that. For me, homeopathy opened that path for me. Um, and um, that's my favourite book, Homeopathy Psychology. So it sort of even ties into the whole epigenetics and everything as well. It's sort of like we, we are who we are Tied from our – It's all tied together. So being able to support people from different angles um, – of where they are on their journey. It's not all about just let's take more pills and potions. Like that's no different to just big pharma. It's, it has its place. Um, but to me, the picture is bigger and that's what I like to do. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Look, it's been absolutely wonderful having you in here today, Alison. I'm, I'm blown away by your knowledge and what you're doing and your, your backstory and yep. uh, look, really hoping that um, I'm just getting started. This, yeah, well, yeah. In um, in some more episodes, whether it be here or on another series. But yep. uh, look, how can somebody, you know, who's listening out there yep. and wants to know more, how can they get in touch with you? Okay, so your authentic self um, with a little underscore at the bottom is on my tag, but um, I have not quite got my website okay. launched yet, but it's up and coming, just about ready to go. Do you have the domain? I, no, I'm kind of percent sure on that. Domains have been causing me a little bit of... Okay. Mm -hmm. We will have that in the link we'll when we... We'll put it in the link once it's there. I do have a link tree link um, and I've got my Facebook and Instagram pages. Uh, and your Instagram. email address? Yep. Ali, your authentic self. And that's A-L-Y. Yes. Your authentic self at gmail.com. And my Instagram is mask of adoption. I love that. That's an easy one to find me at. That's probably, yeah. I love that. Yeah. Excellent. No worries. Thanks so much for coming in. You're very welcome. Thank you very much for having me. Thanks for listening to the My Business Podcast. If you want to be on our podcast, please reach out to the team on all our socials at mybusiness.pod.